0: Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. I'm here with Mikey and Jeff as always. And tonight we are going to be reviewing UFC Fight Night Albazi versus Kai Kara, France. Um, I'm going to start off. I mean, I'll run through our picks in a little bit. But boys, we got to talk about this absolute robbery that we witnessed. We witnessed a crime. And honestly, it was fucking despicable. And I'm pissed off. Um, we'll start with you. We all agree that Kai fronts won that fight, and but was robbed, correct?
1: Yeah, no doubt, hundred and ten percent.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're in agreement here because that was an absolutely heinous robbery. I had him winning four rounds to one, I think, or three. I I, I had it four to one. I could see three two. I could not see the judge judges giving Albazi a split decision win I think that is absolutely despicable and I don't know what where they're coming from I've watched the fight back a couple of times and I honestly don't understand it um Jeff I think you're probably we're all huge Kaikar France fans I think you're you were the, definitely the oldest fan in terms of you've been with him the longest so we'll start with you what did you see how do you feel what are your thoughts on this decision
2: yeah this this really fucking rubbed me the wrong way. This was fucking terrible. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, the first, what? The only round you can really say Albazi won is what? The third, right? Or the second is the one that he got the takedown and the submission attempt? I
0: believe the th- third. I believe it was the third.
2: So. That's really the only round that he did anything offensive. Literally anything offensive, really, because mm-hmm. all his takedown attempts were stuff. And then, and then you get into this the worst position, which, dude, I swear, like now that the fucking pitchers don't have to hit in the MLB. Control grappling against the fence is the most boring shit in all of sports.
0: Yes, I completely agree with you. It's, Dude, it is it's so really, <laughs> It's bad.
2: Like, I, I don't understand how we don't break this shit up all the time. Like, you can see Kai looking over at the ref. Trying to break it up, but there's just enough movement. But, I mean fuck that, we just gotta nip it in the butt at all. If if it's being held against the fence, if there's someone's back against the fence for longer than I don't know how long, we gotta fucking cut it. This shit's blowing me. All these Because that's how you get this weird middle ground where you don't get control time, but you still get the decision win. And the numbers look absolutely fucked. Everything looks fucked. The optics of it looks fucked. It just makes for a shitty-ass
0: fight. It really does. It's, it's, it's (laughs) like, so so my thoughts on it gets
2: the fence in general. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I agree with you. My thoughts on it are pretty basic. So the whole point of this sport or this promotion, not the sport, but the promotion is to make money as an entertainment, as a sport, as sports entertainment, right? That was the slogan for the WWE, WWE and UFC have merged under the Endeavor group, whatever. It's clear that their goal is to get asses in seats and eyes on TV screens, right? They want you to watch. They want you to be entertained. Therefore, the most entertaining facet of this sport is damage, correct? We must score in favor of damage then. Because if we don't score in favor of damage... Not only that,
2: it's in the fucking rules we must score for damage first.
0: Exactly. So the sport itself is to score for damage. The goal of the sport is to, or the score. Of the goal of this promotion is to be entertaining. So therefore, we're going to score for damage for that. Why do we score in favor of control time at this point? It's not damage. Therefore, don't fucking score in favor of it. At the, it's it's ridiculous. Or at least have a unanimous thing. Always score for control time at least, or or always score for damage. Don't pick and choose between whatever whatever state you're in and their um council or whatever it's called it's 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 killing this promotion in particular because the ufc is the worst with it and it's it's happening in main events it's happening in prelims it's happening on the main card and it's it's inexplicable and these judges should be held accountable i don't understand why they're not interviewed after the fight or why they they just are able to get off from this and not get in any trouble whatsoever it's it's terrible, and I really think the UFC is starting to suffer from this. And i I, I know they're right now the leader in this in the sports uh, for the promotion in this sport. I I could see other promotions getting ahead of the UFC eventually in the future because they seem unwilling to change. Dana's a fucking idiot. He he makes a lot of just bad decisions. Um, he makes a lot of controversial sh- calls, and he he's kind of running this company into the ground, in my opinion. Um, Mikey, I don't know if you agree with me or disagree with me, but how what do you feel about that?
1: Um, I had a couple of different train of thoughts on this fight. So one was, I, I talked about this last time. There was a horrible decision. I can't remember what specific fight we were talking about. But uh, Chris Lee, just in the year of 2020, he mm-hmm. was the one who had yes, one four, you know, yeah. who had the horrible scorecard. So just in the year of 2020, the COVID year, he had eight total fights in which he was the lone judge and a split decision. And I think between 21 and 22 the past two years, it was over 10 combined. So we're talking about 18 fights in the last three years. One thing that needs to be a rule of thumb for me going forward is everyone can see this. It's public knowledge, what they fucking judged and what they graded. I think if you get over, let's just give it some a nice fucking good number, like five. Let's say five in a year. You should have to take a year off and like review. Yes. Like you should have to be put through training courses on how to judge fights, or you should, or maybe just not even allowed back in because it's getting fucking insane. And I hate to see the UFC lose legitimacy, but I completely see why people feel skeptical. Especially if you're like, I don't really bet that much, but if you're someone that actually bets a lot of money, and makes your living off betting, or at least half your living, I mean, how the fuck would you not feel skeptical about this? It's the scorecard was horrendous. To me, how in the flying fuck could you have ever given out Bozzi round four? I'd be complete. I was completely fine with giving him two, three, but nothing else. And like you guys even said, maybe even one or two or three could have went to Kai. It was just fucking horrendous. My other train of thought about these kind of fights too is they are just a fucking dumpster fire on all accords. After not just for Kai Car France who got fucked, and if you heard him on Ariel's podcast, he didn't really seem like he was too like been out of shape about. I think he really respects albazi But also, Albazi gets fucked in this predicament. Because is yeah. still a damn good fighter. I think we all agree with that. For this being his biggest test, he didn't do that bad. I mean, did he lose three or four rounds versus one of the best guys in the flyweight division? Yes, for sure. But now he has to walk around with this fucking asterisk on his record because it's fucking Judge. And it just it makes for a horrible scenario for everyone. Kai has to fight. Kai has to go back in the rankings, find someone else to fight. Abazi will probably get moved up to like four, but no one believes he's a true four. These are just dumpster fire scenarios that come out of these fights. They're they're fucking horrendous. Like I just think they're the worst. The worst scenario of any fight can be scenarios like this.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point because you're right. Albazi is a a prospect that he feels he's been screwed over and hasn't been pushed. He finally gets this huge opportunity. He gets a big step up in competition in Kaikar France uh who has a really big name and is very very popular uh around the UFC and in the media and this happens to him um you have to feel for him because i mean like he can't control the decisions and i i think that's a really good point that you make that this fucks both fighters now both of their runs are are like hurt and it fucks the legitimacy of the sport and now people are going to call into question because not to mention UFC is the one the one sport too that recently has had issues with uh fixed fights you had the fighter i forget her name a couple of fights ago saying that she told her husband to bet on her um and then you had so and then that was weird you've had james Krause's situation um you've had issues already with people fighting or the legitimacy of fights being called into question and it, not to mention it feels like you, every single card there is a weird decision on it so i think also you're you're fighting in the apex which no everyone fucking hates the apex is absolute dog shit it ruins cards it sucks the life out of cards like people don't want to... my, my
1: thing is it's not even so much as the apex just let there be a public crowd yeah like, i don't let the, understand
0: yeah. that yeah like the apex you can keep it seats. at the why apex
1: is... just have a fucking yeah. crowd
0: yeah why is no one sitting in the stands i don't understand it's ridiculous like, like even can... open it yeah, to it's like
1: not fucking... if you opened it to say five thousand people i guarantee you could probably pack that bitch every saturday it makes yeah. zero sense it it,
0: it it the the apex made sense during covid when you're doing it for germ yeah. restrictions but
2: now now you fucking change the channel to literally anything else on ESPN and there's a fucking packed crowd even baseball now is packed anything, and the apex dude. can't give packed
0: out come on yeah for a sport that people fucking love and in an area in vegas that I loves fighting i don't i
1: it's like it's like the fucking it's like the the home ground of the ufc Yeah, Yeah, it's the fight
0: capital of the world. They bring it up every fucking- I'm
1: quite sure people would fly (laughs) out, including myself, to see a really good Apex card if it was good. And They
2: they did. I thought they did for like half a second for like two fights, maybe.
1: Uh, I don't know. If they didn't straight away, they're they're fucking dumb as rocks.
2: I, or, you mark my f- or maybe I was just looking at the fucking exclusive packs where it's like a thousand dollars to be one of the fucking three people. In well, there you
1: can't, yeah, I so you can't because Jared Letters to do watch that, fucking, does that.
2: yeah, to watch fucking what you call it, one of these terrible Apex cards. Like, what?
1: Come yeah. on.
0: Um, you mark my fucking words, dude. The UFC, the way that it's run currently and the way that the decisions they've been making, the way they've been doing this shit, they're, I, I, if it continues on like this and, Nothing has changed. I I I don't think they're going to be the number one promotion in the sport for that long. I I do think there are other promotions that are going to catch up because you can't say that the UFC has the best talent anymore. They do they do have nah. the majority of it, but they nah, are
2: they definitely do have the best talent. They don't have the best throughout.
0: Heavy, they don't have the best heavyweight right now. Come on, and Ganu. Uh, yeah, but that's literally the one. They don't have the best, um, whatever, whatever, um, fucking Demetrius Jackson is, whatever his Demetrius Johnson. Is. Johnson. That's what I'm sorry, I was thinking of I was Come thinking of Damon, Jackson. I, thinking of Damon nah. Jackson. I was thinking of the Damon Jackson post that we sent. Demetrius Johnson. See, I'm I'm trying to stick up for him. And I disrespected by messing up his name. I'm sorry. Oh no, I, Mouse.
2: Fucking, You don't think Brandon is giving it to him?
0: But I mean, I I can, you can argue that it's not like they have an old,
2: a, an old Mighty Mouse. Come on.
0: But I'm saying you can't argue that they have all of the best fighters in the world in that one promotion, and they're gonna start uh, losing. They're gonna no, start losing. More yeah, yeah. More. I, I totally kind of agree with Jeff. More I think, they, more
1: think more. they have about ninety fucking percent of them, though.
0: Yeah, they, they have the majority of them, but they don't have all of them. And eventually, more and more guys are gonna start slipping out for paydays. And I have a feeling Francis could
2: possibly be that turning block, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it'll be. So I feel much like for the it's payday. all too much of the same shit. Different toilet. It's, it's, not,
1: take, it's not going to be the payday. It's going to be all the shit that Francis wanted. It's going to be the, the fucking health insurance and the pen, and the benefits and some kind of retirement. Yeah, It'll yeah. be that. Then, if someone can promote that, then guaranteed guys are going to run for the hills.
0: Yeah, I,
2: I, I agree. Yeah, but I, they're not. So, like I was saying, it's going to be same
0: shit, different toilet. But, dude, I'm just saying, the way Dana runs his mouth, the way Dana, like, Just says stupid shit and kind of has terrible opinions with fighters. It's like, it's like a, it reminds, it's a president that has unchecked power. He reminds me of just
2: fucking, he, he's literally like taking a Vince McMahon now. (laughs) Yeah, but he's turning
0: into fucking, (laughs) he is. (laughs) He's a fucking dictator. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful (laughs) that the Endeavor group comes in. I know they, they don't fucking, uh, they said that they're not going to involve themselves in the in matters with um, like they're not gonna they're gonna let Dana be the president and he's not gonna have a boss. But I'm hoping that since technically the CEO of Endeavor outranks him on like a corporate scale, maybe someone finally is like gives checks his fucking power a little bit. No, nobody
2: will tell him to shut up because he brings eyes.
0: Yeah, it's like that's telling I to shut up. I know, I know what what you're Plus, missing though. It's
1: they can't tell Dana to shut up either because he fuck and. To be fair, he did kind of save the UFC too. Is he a dog? No, no, no. Or he, right did, now? he is the did UFC save.
0: in general. Yeah. yeah, he he saved the UFC. He he saved the sport. Technically, it was falling apart. But I'm saying right now, like eventually, not right now, in the future, if this continues and I because there's people that are not watching the UFC anymore that are starting to turn it off because yeah. of these horrific decisions and these these honestly abysmal cards every week. Um, and then once a month you get a really stacked one but then but, those stacked cards are starting to fall apart a little bit too with the terrible decisions on there. If people uh... in the future start turning off, start fucking turning off the UFC a little bit and start turning on PFL or start turning on the other promotions, I don't know, man. I'm all I'm saying is it takes one one thing and numbers start to drop for Dana. I I I don't know. I, I'm a little. You know, Mac. What, you're What, what about what, the
2: same guy who just slapped his wife,
0: and then came out with a whole slap league after. Yeah, but the slap league sucks ass. <laughs> that like no one. But watched. it still
1: draws numbers. Hold it us. doesn't what draw I, numbers. What, what I want to say numbers. to that though, you're right. Older people diehards are turning off the UFC, but I honestly think the numbers of younger people in the UFC right now outweigh them by a lot. I think more people, more young people, are getting into the UFC than there are older people not watching the UFC. Yeah, no, I the same I, thing I, as basketball. It's the same thing as the NBA right now. A lot of I'm old saying, people don't like to watch the NBA, but there's so many young new fans of the NBA and the UFC right now because of the style that it's like. I don't think there's ever been a bigger presence at UFC than right now.
0: No, I agree with you. I'm saying eventually, it's like a, the it's like carrying capacity. The way I'm thinking about it, like in terms of a fucking invi- like right now, it's on the bump up. It's rising, right? But I have a feeling some bullshit's going to happen. It will if at least if it continues on this way and the way that the decisions are, the way that the, the just the way that the cards are being, you know, spread out where it's four bad terrible cards in a fucking row, one interesting card, I could see a scenario where down the line people get fed up with it and stop watching it. But I'm saying it, that's not happening now, but I do think that if it's inevitable eventually, like down the line. We're talking 10, 20 years from now. When Dana's, I guess, now that I'm saying it's 70 years old, so it wouldn't really matter to me. Yeah, him, but... he'll be fucking Yeah, he'll be gone.
2: <laughs> Dude, no way that fucking Red Man will make it. I just it that think the long. way the way that it's
0: been, <laughs> the, the uh, what I'm saying is the UFC has had a bad summer so far and they've had a bad spring. It's
1: just I think I think, yeah. I, I think they do more than enough to, to make up for it. And I'm not saying I'm pleased with it, but I just yeah. think they do so much more than enough to make up for it. in terms I of don't like fan the competition viewership doesn't enough
0: either. But yeah, no, the competition surely does not enough because I haven't I haven't watched the fucking PFL and God knows how long. But the I like I wish we could go back now. For some reason, Google doesn't let you. You used to be able to just Google UFC and then all the cards in a row would come up. Um, yeah. But I want to go through the last couple of cards for the last couple of weeks and no, no, but. I-
1: what I was going to say about that, though, they do roll out some shitters, but then they put these fucking monumentous made events together that drags everyone right back in. And I feel like that's yeah. a cycle that's hard to beat. That's like a never-ending right. cycle. Like yeah. when Vol- like when Fight Week runs around, comes back around in July or end of June, whenever it is this year, it fucking everyone's a UFC fan again. Then fucking they set up Sugar Sean and Aljamain right after that. That's like two months after. So two months will go by, everyone's like, oh, man, these cards suck. Then everyone sucked in because Sugar Sean's fighting for the title. Like, they but, do enough, I think.
0: I mean, but listen to these last couple of cards the Carr-France versus Albazi card, Dern versus Hill, Rosenstruck versus Almeida, Sterling versus Sahudo, Pavlovich versus Blades, Holloway versus Allen was an all right card. Nothing, I think there, there was some kind of strange decision on that one. And then Prayer versus Izzy too, I think, was the last great card. That was April 8th. So, since April yeah, 8th. Yeah, I
2: think. I think this is just a new reality we're living in now, though, after last year and how big they're like last year was like kind of the testing ground for this all. Because there's a lot of periods where like the biggest stars didn't have fights booked and then they will get fights booked right on top of each other. Exactly how it is this year. Yeah, I feel like given how big like how many top five cards did we have last year? Like two, three. Like in yeah. draw and pay-per-view buys. I mean Yeah, we had
0: some big ones. I mean they, it was they can't yeah. argue
2: with that because no matter what, they're getting the ESPN that ESPN d- deals already set. So the pay-per-views is what they make their bread off of, really. And I mean they're not gonna stop that. Just like you know what's gonna ha-
1: and you know what's gonna happen this year. Even if we think all these cards suck, it's all going to get blown away because in November, December, whenever the last pay-per-view of the year yeah. that's going to be at MSG this year is going to headline John Jones and the co mains going to be Chandler and McGregor. And it might be the most selling card ever.
0: Is really. exactly
1: what's going to happen oh, this yeah. year. Too.
0: Wait, I. but going back, ready, Blahovitz versus Ankalaev, bad card. Cannonier Strickland, bad yeah, card. Yeah, no doubt. These are terrible cards. Well I just want to I just want to but, like read through but, I just want to read through them because and I, ya-
2: I just Jan versus Ankalayev wasn't a bad card, really. It was but
1: it was But this Bryce, has always yeah, been a thing right. though. This isn't new either. This I has know. always been a thing. But with I just, the just UFC. want to read through yeah. the
0: cards. Uh Lahovich versus Ankalaev, i I'll actually that
1: was actually a good card. Canning or
0: Strickland was a bad card, Strickland Imovov was a bad card, Tejera versus Hill was good, Lewis Spivak was bad, makaichev Volk was good, and Draj Blanchfield was terrible. That was one of the worst ones. That's with the William Knight fight on it. Um, Munez versus Allen was a bad card. Jones versus Gon was, I thought, a good card. I think we all thought that was oh that was an insane card. Jan versus yeah, that Sheely, was crazy. That one wasn't was honestly a terrible. That was a card. good really uh-uh.
2: that one was dude, pretty damn good. The co main event
0: in that one was Alexander Volkov versus Alexander Romanov. Nikita Krylov versus Ryan Span was a good fight. Then they had Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Jonathan Martinez.
2: That's a Armin- damn good fight night.
1: That dude. is a great. Oh,
0: fight I guess, I was... okay,
2: dude, I you're wild. <laughs> and
0: there's, in there's my been...
1: in my opinion too. Well, what what's the answer though? What are you supposed to do? Spread out the cards better. Spread out what though? You're not going to put Volk on a. I mean, who are you putting? No, no.
0: Well, there's there's there's,
1: there's just, who are you taking? You or... gotta just. Sit. It's deep. But who are you the, taking the, off a pay per view to put on a fight night? Is my question. Like there's
0: you don't need. So like if you look at um. No, nah, at... they did have way
2: better fight nights. Like they would have way better headliners back in day. Yeah. Like actual like number one contender fights instead of being. What do you like, mean? We just had Pavlovich blades. That was a headliner of
1: a fight night.
2: That wasn't a yeah, number that... one contender fight. What?
1: What do you mean? Pavlovich is a favorite oh, right oh, now shit. to get I'm, the title. Shot. Yeah, I'm
2: tripping. I'm. I was thinking about that. I'm. I'd, fucking, s- I'd I'm say
1: like, like once a month a, we get we get like a contender fight on a fight night.
0: Yeah, but what I'm saying is when you have I cards have like once like, a month. Like Dude, didn't we just this... have
1: Blanchfield beat the hell out of Andrade on a fight night?
0: She's yes, not that, the number was, contender? that was – We didn't just have that. that they happen Fe- like
1: once a month. I'm telling you. I'm just saying because I used to think the same thing, and I'm not saying you guys are wrong, but what is the alternative? Who are you taking the off pay-per-views?
0: The alternative Who? is – Listen, the alternative is you don't stack a card with Islam, Volk, Yair, Jack Della Maddalena, Justin Toffa, Jimmy Crew, and Alonzo Menafield. You spread those Dude, out. Dude, only you like – That wasn't even a... –
1: only like that two of those names the... you just no. named, or even yeah. popular names.
0: That was right. like, a pack one.
1: <laughs> that sounds about the worst example you could. Yeah,
2: that was <laughs> yeah a, that was... all right, all right, like all right. Two okay. of those
1: guys. On top. That was the Blachowicz
2: one
0: fucking non-super card. <laughs> Blahovich versus Ankaliev was Blahovich, Patty, Ponzanibio, Dreykus, Bryce Mitchell, and Ilya Teporia. Right, you don't need that. All five of those guys on the like that. Yeah, all five of those least... fights are huge. You can spread two of those out. All just like,
1: could, yeah, but line. but. But again, this fight we just were just talked about, if Kai Car France wins, he's the number one contender.
0: Yeah, that main that event was fair. fine but the, the the I mean this card you can't is a bad example because it completely fell apart. there was like uh, and that's that's not on the UFC. I mean maybe part no, of it, it is, is, but the health the health a lot of it was health. They can't just have one fucking good main event and then... Yeah, and then a shit... The rest just shit. Shit undercard. I, and I also think uh, the answer is I'm you stop fighting you, but at the I fucking Apex because you... you can't get them to... You can't get them to put top contenders headlining at the Apex is the problem. And they fight at the Apex way too regularly, I think, is a part what?
1: of it. You just said you wanted them. You wanted better fights on the Apex. Now they can't fight at the Apex. No,
0: if they have cows. What is if they, going if they have on? Cra- I mean, if they have crowds. But I, I don't think they can question, like... I want better fights at the Apex, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I think we just the- watched
1: Cheeto. We just did. We just watched Cheeto and fucking Hagen headline a yeah, fight but- night.
0: You're saying, and it's we just watched with was-
1: the- and we just watched Piotr and, and Feely headline a fight night. What more those do you want? Out of these those are months facts? ago.
0: Those are months ago. They that were not March- that long ago. It was March. Both the of those problem were March.
1: With a lot of
2: these Apex events, is you get what one good
0: fight. Yeah, exactly. And both of those fights were in it's March, Mike. Very
2: barebones. Very bare yeah, but what I'm saying injury.
1: is, who? Like, I I would need some names. Who are you guys pulling to put on these um, cards to they make it better? They have
2: Derek Lewis fighting on a prelim. Yeah, like why? would him I, I, in Apex, main, stacking, main event,
1: main event of an Apex
2: fight. They're stacking. You would rather you would rather injuries. watch
1: Derek Lewis and Kai of France and Amir Abbas.
2: No, I'd rather Whoa. watch Derek Lewis and Kai of France and Amir yes, Abbas. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. that Okay. Derek Lewis is a fair example, but I don't. I just don't think there's a big pool of guys. They have like, a, guys I think really there like, is.
0: They have the most contenders. They're, this is the most talented they've ever been, though. They yeah.
2: We are... did just go through saying UFC's got the top ninety percent of the MMA. Yeah. yeah and a yeah, yes, guy.
1: Yes. And they fight, and they don't all fight on pay per views. They fight on fight nights already. I
2: I don't know. A lot. A lot of them are getting thrown into pay per views. Yeah. Quick, and then. The problem with that is once you get into the pay per views, they can't really take you off.
1: That's true. They don't really get out of them.
0: That and, and the that's the how mo- we see an
2: old ass Derek Lewis just fighting on a fucking freelance and stuff, Tohman and Apex like he should.
0: I hate the Apex, Mike. To be fair, I I, I do
1: too, and I wish I had a crowd. But I just because I've heard people talk about this argument online. I just don't know what like. I don't think there's as big of pool guys as everyone thinks to stack these apex cards either, or to even make them that much better.
0: Well, I think the problem is the pool the the pool isn't that big because they they do stack all these cards. So now their their uh, schedules are all fucked up. The way to do it is to stop stacking cards as much as they do. Like they got I'm Jack
2: find... Della Madalena versus Sean Brady, Robbie Waller versus Nico Price, all on a fucking all on a prelim. Even Jimmy yes. Krupp versus Alonzo Menifield is a good Apex fight, not 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 main event, but is a good what you call it main card fight. UFC two 280- eighty problem. It drops off so much with these Apex fights.
0: UFC what well, what UFC two eighty seven okay. Pereira versus Izzy two. Gilbert versus Jorge Font versus Yanez. Holland versus Sa- Santiago Ponzinibbio. Raúl Rojas Jr. versus Christian Rodriguez. Prelims Those work. fights
1: are not that strong though. Chris they Curtis have a lot Kelvin of weak Gassel. components in a lot of those fights you just said. Really? Yeah, I, I like don't know, Chris dude.
0: Chris Curtis,
2: Kelvin I, – I hate how we like stack the prelims so much on the
0: – Yeah, like that could – Chris C- Curtis versus Kelvin Gastelum could have been like a, a good co-main event or a third fight on a UFC fight night. Instead of that I agree with. They hold the prelims
2: of uh, – what you call it – of pay-per-views in higher regard to the main, main card of Apex events. Yeah, or I maybe don't do the early it up.
0: or maybe like cut the early prelims and do prelims and main card for pay-per-views because that no I goes, can agree with. Like, why are we stacking them with a bunch of fucking massive cards that like, I don't know. I I, I or cut the prelim and use go early prelims to main or something. I don't know. Just they're, they're putting they're stacking these cards and then they're making these awful fight nights that are maybe have an all right main event, but the co-main sucks or the whole main card sucks. It's like, you need to draw in the everyday viewer. I feel like that. That I agree with. Yeah, yeah, and then you get
2: one one injury in a main event there, and you're fucked for what the next two weeks.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then you're
2: moving shit around, trying to figure it out, and they're fucking there's moving so many... people up, trying to get a decent main event out of what you have. But I just
1: but they're never gonna do that though, because it's pretty much free. The fight nights are pretty much free. Oh yeah, oh
2: yeah, yeah it's fucking it's a ultimate it's a free money glitch out of them. So yeah we're just yeah. complaining to complain but
0: <laughs> yeah i mean like, are yeah. never
1: ever gonna do that ever there's no chance like
0: we needed a good they're gonna continue the to UFC. stack
1: the cards that sell it Especially that make how, money, like obviously. i was saying
2: how much money they make off them pay-per-views it's impossible
1: yeah
0: i just think yeah. um we're gonna we just needed a, a nice bitching about the ufc which i think we did <laughs> because i've been pissed at the i've just been the last the, i'll put it this way the last couple of weeks UFC has not been the biggest thing that I've like been most looking forward to. And all, for the last year and a half, the UFC was the main thing that I was watching and just like invested in. And the last couple of weeks, last couple of months, it's just been, I don't know. It's been like, not like I could, I feel like I could miss these cards and that's, I, that's a bummer to me.
1: One more thing I'm going to say, I, I do agree with the Derek Lewis thing and maybe they shouldn't throw the younger guys on pay-per-views either. Yeah. Like, so, I don't think they should pull some of the stars off the pay per views, even if it's kind of stacked. But the younger guys getting the pay per view treatment is definitely garbage. Like, Bo Nickel
0: on yeah. Bo, Ni- Bo Nickel is an example. Like, he should go but back. But like, he's another like one. An yeah.
1: Anomaly. I feel
2: Bo like Nickel. Bo
0: Nickel is an anomaly. Like, uh, for the, I don't know. I, I, don't I think, think he's his, got, second, his second. He's play.
2: seriously the most hyped up prospect, like, ever in the sport.
1: So.
0: Yeah, I, maybe but, he's a bad example. But I but think
1: but, him, Pfeiffer, and Piper, fucking yeah. Rojas all get the same treatment for some reason. Yeah,
0: Rojas is the second no, one. No, like, Della
2: Maddalena
1: got it for a while, too. He was fighting all the Well, I, a, I'm not saying there's not pay-per-view. more. I'm just saying they all get the yeah. same style treatment, which pay-per-view or nothing, which I don't think oh, is yeah. fair.
0: And they got to they gotta do better at – their pushes are weird. It shouldn't be that you lose one and you're done, like, and your career is – like, your push is is halted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's ridiculous. Like, I, I hope – I'm worried about Kaikara France now in his push. I hope he gets a win and they feed him someone. I don't know. But they seem to me like there's guys that they don't like, and they have to push because they're getting out following for whatever reason, and then they lose one and they bury the guy. And that's just not how it should be.
1: But the thing that'll always keep the UFC more popular in every other promotion is that it is a popularity contest and that yeah. keeps everyone stimulated and keeps it more entertaining. And that's, right, and it's not, to, not gonna be not now, to but
2: after a loss is way worse than other promotions, too. It's
1: that's true in
0: yes.
2: other sports, honest. Well, I don't know about other combat sports at least.
0: Because yeah.
2: boxing you're fucked once you lose that O. Oh.
0: Yeah, that's a big one. Um, all right, let's let's talk about I mean, we're, we can run through these fights. Um, let's talk. the Alex Caceres versus Daniel Pineda. Caceres puts on a, a great performance. Oh, let's go through our uh, records real quick. Mikey went five and four. He barely missed on the Mikey's Night Cool Fight of the Night, which was the co-main Alex Caceres versus Daniel Pineda. You'll pro- you should have fucking hit those body shots. You did a couple
1: of. times. <laughs> yeah, those <laughs> body shots. I was like, fuck,
0: Mikey's about to get it here. You uh, missed on Kai Carfront's, uh hit on Caceres. Hit on, or sorry, missed on Jesse Jesse Butler. We're gonna get into that. Hit on Tim Elliott. Hit on Karin Silva. Missed on Abu Bakr. Uh, missed on Munoz. I hit, you from Jesse Butler. Yeah. Hit on Dontale Mays. <laughs> missed on Jamie Malarkey. Jefferson six and three. You hit very easily on the Hammy. So it's the lock of the night, Jim Miller. Yes, sir. Uh, missed Kai Carfons. Without Karkons, a doubt. Uh, hit on Casares. Miller Elliott and Silva missed on Abu Bakr. Hit on Santos. Missed Arlovsky and missed um dude jamie our malarkey. fucking main so event actually, picks
1: shouldn't even count
0: yeah i was thinking the same <laughs> thing <I'm, laughs> I,
1: bullshit and jefferson you
0: actually went we actually all went five and four because i, I accidentally counted jamie malarkey as a hit for you when he missed um oh. <laughs> i went five and four as well my pre pick of the night jamie malarkey versus muhammad naimov missed Fra- france hit on casares hit on miller hit on elliot hit on silva missed abu Bakr. Missed munoz hit don tail Missed on Jamie Malarkey. So now, Mikey, you are 69 and 58 nice. all time. Nice. <laughs> um, you are 7 and 7 on Night Cool Fight of the Night Picks. Jefferson is 75 and 60 all time and is 7 and 8 on Hamasos lock the Night Picks. So he's getting back. And I am 60, 78 and 64 all time. So, Ooh. Kome, <laughs> Alex Caceres nice. versus Daniel Pineda. Great fight. Pineda got worn down by Caceres we kind of we kind of predicted this really well um that Caceres's movement was not going to let him get you know hit he was going to have some problem on the ground um but was able to get out of it a little bit excuse me but he um you know he was put into some positions uh submission attempts from Pineda but all in all he was all right gets out of the way really starts cracking Pineda and they put on a really fun fight um we can start with you, Jefferson. Any quick thoughts on this fight? Not really.
2: Bruce Leroy just fucking yeah. ran a muck on him, dude. He, I mean, he made it look fucking easy. Daniel yeah, Pineda, like we were saying, he's really got to get him out early, and he did not. But I will say one thing that looked like it improved a little bit is Daniel Pineda's gas tank. At, I mean, even though he did not... He lost it because of it. Still, it wasn't that that terrible.
1: Yeah, I agree. As Mikey? we've seen in the past, completely agree. It definitely wasn't as bad as, as we've seen before. It's been really bad from him before. And one thing I really liked about this fight is that someone as fucking volatile as Alex Caceres, These last, he's won seven of his last eight has finally found his fucking stride. And he really, in my opinion, is a featherweight contender. He's not a number one contender or top five by any means, but he should be fighting ranked opponents from here on out unless he gets his fucking ass whooped, which I don't see happening anytime soon. He really has found his stride at a weird age, at like 33, 34. He's fighting the best he's ever fought. He looks great. I really want to see him fight someone ranked next.
0: Yes, I completely agree with you, and I'm 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 in on casarius i think he's fucking awesome um jim miller knocks out jesse butler in 23 seconds i think um jesus three punches and jesse butler was slumped and sleeping um i respect mikey for taking that pick so i i know he just you just said fuck it and took him um but we'll start with you how did you feel about this quick one
1: uh, Jim B- Miller is a bona fide Hall of Famer. I mean, he is a fucking motherfucker, dude. And as old as he is, he still puts it out there. I will continue to tune into every fight he has from now to his retirement, especially if they keep throwing him against these fucking regional debuters. And he just keeps working them. I will continue to watch. Good for Jim Miller. I, I mean, and not there's not many more deserving guys who could get a fucking performance like that. Yep,
2: Jefferson. I mean, Buddy's had, what, 60 fights and this is his best performance? What a fucking, what, what a great one. Jim Miller, I mean, I we got to throw him on 300 after this. Like, he's got to be on the main card, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, he cashed his ticket for me on that. Actually, no shot he's on the main card, but... <laughs> <laughs> he might get the early prelim first fight, maybe. Yeah,
2: yeah. literally. Dude, they probably will open them up with Jim Miller, which I won't be mad at. (laughs) Even though I'm tired of the, I wish they would spread it out more, but, dude, I won't be mad if they open it up with Jim Miller, get the crowd going.
1: Dude, I'll be off of 6 pack of ronies already watching. (laughs) Tune the fuck in. No doubt. Uh, Watching
2: Jim throw fucking hellbows.
0: (laughs) At 47 Uh, years old. (laughs) Tim Elliott had an impressive performance against Victor Altamirano. He wins via unanimous decision. Uh, pretty fun fight. Nothing too crazy happens. Corinne Silva. The no, fu-
2: I, I, I want to talk more about that Tim Elliott fight.
0: All right, go ahead, Jeff. Because
2: the bullshit that the UFC pulled on Tim Elliott. What the yeah. fuck? You, yeah. you couldn't let, let the dude's family into the apex? What's there, not enough room? The whole place was fucking empty. Come
1: on. Absolute bullshit. And if you're a (laughs) listener and didn't know, they didn't let his family in. And this guy just recently went public with that. Who was tagging his wife? His his best his best man, his his wedding, like his trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Was having an affair with his wife. And then the UFC doubles down like the fucking cocksuckers they can be and don't let his fucking family in to watch his most recent fight after.
0: Yeah. It
1: horrendous. In a win that he so absolutely needed. I'm glad he pulled it out because
2: god damn that would have fucking added shit on talk... top to a fucking shit storm, but I'm I'm so glad he pulled this win out.
0: Me too. I want to talk about Karine Silva. We had her highlighted going into this fight with all of her first round finishes. Holy, Holy. fuck. She ruins <laughs> the, the, the career of Ketlin Souza by Tearing her knee or ACL. I don't know. She fucking ripped the yeah, knee. Yeah, that out.
2: fucking Z fucking.
0: What's oh, it God called? Damn. A Z lock? I don't even know, but it was fucking excruciating to watch and gets the submission one minute 45 into yeah, the first literally round. Yeah, she
2: just fucking had her shit looking like Derrick Rose's fucking meniscus. It looked yes. awful.
0: It was awful, but extremely impressive win for Corinne Silva at Flyweight. Just someone to watch. That's all I'm going to say about that. Mikey, any thoughts on this fight?
1: You, you took the words out of my fucking mouth, dude. You took the goddamn words out of yeah. my mouth. At flyweight, let me tell you guys one thing I was thinking after this fight. This division has done one of the quickest flips I've seen in recent. Memory of, in terms <laughs> yeah. of like going from the most boring division in the UFC, maybe, to probably going to be one of the most exciting in the, for the next two or three years. These young fucking animals, starting with the woman on top, down from there, Jesus Christ, these young animals who seem like they'd never get over to the Shevchenko hump and finally got over it. I think the next four or five years, this is going to be top three, one of the most exciting divisions we'll watch. I think there's going to be a lot of title swaps, a lot of brutal fucking fights, a lot of young fucking women in their prime just dueling it out. I don't, I can't remember one of the divisions besides maybe now that Usman's lost that I have more faith in going forward.
0: Completely agree. I, I I don't think I know of a division that has had this quick of a turnaround, because I feel like it was less than a year ago where we were like, this team is, or this division is just not that fun to watch. And now it's one of the better divisions in the entire promotion.
1: Well, because I don't think anyone could see a time any three of us where Shevchenko was going to fucking lose.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Once she got knocked <laughs> off her block You start to see the bright side Now you see everyone yeah. down the rankings You're like holy fuck Yeah but
2: also even the other women's divisions okay. I feel like aren't having this many exciting fighters come up Yeah I, like, I completely I, agree I, I guess with it's, that I guess it's kind of like the, I don't know I guess it's kind of like how the UFC Or the men's divisions are Where it kind of hits that sweet spot And like welterweight Lightweight I'd mm-hmm. say where it's like super super exciting. Yeah. But like either way the women's divisions it's not like the women are like heavyweights where they're huge and you know really the weight has an effect like on movement that that much. Yeah. Obviously it does but I I don't know. I just this divisions like an anomaly. It's crazy how how much they've
1: turned around. And I think one of the crazier things about this division, too, unlike a lot of other ones, is, like, the top, like, if you wanted to say, like, the top 20 contenders who aren't Shevchenko, a lot of them possess, like, a different skill set. Like, they're all going to bring something different to the table when they fight for the yeah. title or fight each other. And like, they you all watch
2: mix lot- everything so well,
0: too.
1: Yeah, like, you watch the heavyweight, it's pretty much a one-way street. You have Jolton Almeida or you have fucking Tui Vasa. Like, that's about what you're getting. Yep. There's not many guys besides John Jones who mix it up well.
0: Daniel Santos versus Johnny Munoz, Abu Bakr Nurmagomedov versus Dos Santos. Both fights were decisions. Um, the Abu Bakr fight, uh, split decision. Dude, we'll start with Overrated. you. Overrated. On yeah.
1: God damn, dude! But
2: this is the start of a fucking hypocrisy, because. How the fuck does Ivan Bakar's fucking control time against the cage not count for anything? But fucking Albazi's counts for everything?
0: That's true. Exactly. That's why what it's annoying. The fuck? Um, And then, yeah, Daniel Santos, Junior, Johnny Munoz, fine fight. Nothing fucking too crazy. He's really
2: cat, man, pulling it out.
0: Yeah. Um, Andre Arlovsky versus Dante Mays. Dante, oh. I told you. Told you he's got some dude. cement in his fucking hands, dude.
2: Yeah, no one was doubting that, but. Arlovski did look good, dude. I I thought yeah. he was gonna pull that out. I really thought he was, and then Dantel just fucking gets one on him.
0: John Castaneda gets a win versus Mewin Gafurov, uh, of Tajikistan. They have a fun fight. Dude, just unanimous fuck. decision.
2: Did you see the fucking? I can't believe they showed up again at 4 a.m. The fucking. I know. Whole crowd of Tajikistanians. Tajikistan, whatever, That's a place where I want to watch a fucking an apex card. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Um, they will make. They just need to have that camera on the whole time. Jamie
0: or just invite Malar-
2: all them fuckers to every apex event.
0: Jamie Malarkey, the heaviest favorite on the card, and one of my favorite fighters on the card, suffers a horrific knockout speaking and of a guy I who was let, about to pull it off let me fucking go here this is not jamie malarkey's fight this was his fucking coach's fault you know why because yeah. remember after last fight we were like we love jamie malarkey's game plan in that fight he that was a wonderfully executed fight he did everything he needed to do francisco prado has fucking absolute cannons and all jamie malarkey had to do was outpoint him stay out of range don't don't take the don't bite on the traps and get knocked um and same here with fucking Muhammad Naimov. Granted, you have to you have to watch the wrestling as well. I mean, Prado he did have jujitsu, but not not to the wrestling extent of Na- Naimov, if that makes sense. So you do have to watch the ground. But it should have been the same game plan. And pre pre fight um, or in between rounds, uh, the reporter was saying that, or Laura Senko was saying that. Um, malarkey's coach was like he wants him to get much more aggressive and go f- take risks and what does he fucking do he gets aggressive he goes takes a risk Gets knocked the fuck out cold um that was on his fucking coach's fault because he had a great not that i'm i now i'm i don't fucking know anything so i feel bad calling it a coach but <laughs> to me as a as a at home viewer and a, a guy who's never practiced martial arts more than before, when i shit my gi um you know i i would say that if you have a if, if it's broke don't fucking fix it it seems to me like malarkey or fucking prado and what's his face nymov were similar similar you know fairness <laughs> factors and maybe you should have just fucking kept it with the same idea dude, right? No,
1: Jakey. yeah that's a like classic funny. that was Fuck, dude. that
0: was our first big story yeah Yo, look, look,
1: let me say one thing. I don't know if fucking so, if it was if it's the coach or Malarkey's fault, but if you're gonna do that, at least take smart risk. In that yeah. double feint that he just like he like tried to throw a double like a, a quick feint overshot it completely, and it just got fucking wrecked. Like I did not like you said, Max. I didn't understand the game plan. This should have been an easy to win fight for Malarkey. As supremely fucking disappointing.
0: Yeah, for real. But uh, Jeff,
1: I mean, all right. I, now that you guys say
2: it is kind of the coach's fault because he was looking fucking great to get off. Yes, and, but I mean, it's <laughs> it kind of just sucks because he he really just got caught. He got caught bad,
1: and I, I will I'm... say. Oh, keep going, Mike. I, I was gonna say too, I'm also wondering, is this one of them fights you guys think we've talked about these before, where guys just wanna fight, so they take a fight, like they'll just take whoever and fight like Jamie Malarkey, at this point in his career should not be fighting no name guys, I don't think. He should be fighting someone better than this. Like I feel like he's gonna look back on this and be like, damn, I should not have took that fight.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean he yeah. was minus four sixty, but that's cause I mean well, yeah, that, that's exactly. what I mean
1: right there. That's indicative. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean. He should be fighting someone like top thirty rank, not the guy who's fucking hundred and fifth coming from fucking bum, fuck, God knows where.
2: Yeah, unless you're a fucking title holder, a minus being a minus four sixty favorite against someone's not doing shit for your career.
1: No, because it's not moving the needle really if you win, unless you literally like I, I don't know, knock do the Unless there's Sugar
2: Unless you're like one of them people who just automatically have a fucking
1: have a name. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree yeah. with that. Max, can we talk about at least for you, too? Because Jesus Christ, I don't know if you guys have the same feelings I do. I really could care less to ever watch one of her fights again. Yep. That's, yep. <laughs> I'm not even trying to be ignorant when I say that. <clears throat> but Holy fuck. Like, her skill set is just not great. She brawls, but she's not the best at brawling. She says a lot of stupid shit off, like, outside the ring. Like I just... I don't know, dude. I have zero...
2: She's Sean Strickland, but in a little white girl.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, completely. I just like I don't know where what's going on. I just have zero interest. I will tune into another one of her fights, but I have zero interest in watching any going forward.
0: I agree with you. I'm I let's not even fucking talk about it. Um Damon Blackshear (laughs) versus Luan Lacerda. This was a pretty fun fight to watch. I like fucking Damon Blackshear. I
2: I like when fucking fighters go one dimensional the whole time and go for one submission the whole time and then it absolutely backfires on on their dumbasses <laughs> like it did here. <laughs> I mean, Juan was just looking for the fucking leg the whole time, and then Blackshear just got top top uh, position and just ground and pounded
0: him out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. This go ahead, Max.
0: No, it's this was I the thing that I thought was so interesting was um. Fucking Damon Blackshear. Did you guys notice that he was just like lifting his lead leg the entire time? He was really watching those fucking leg kicks from Lacerda. No, he was and,
2: looking for the fucking, he was watching him fucking about to roll on his leg.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and it was, and, but also those leg kicks that he, that Lacerda has, I think he was watching that because he threw one right when Damon did that and he fucking checked it nicely. So. Yeah, I, I was impressed. I fucking really liked Demond Blackshear. I think he's got, I think he's got some. His skill set is interesting for at Bantamweight. I I think he's got like that speed, the power, the strength, I, um, and the stamina. I, I he's someone to watch for sure. I think.
1: Yeah, and I want to hardpoint a little bit with Jeff. Was just talking about the one-dimensional fighters. What did you guys think of Johnny Munoz when he fought Daniel Santos? I mean, what the fuck is UFC doing when they're recruiting some of these guys? These fucking BJJ nerds, dude. These guys who get on their back and just lay there and try to roll around or Ryan try to Hall. dude like I like I don't understand what's going on with that shit. I don't even understand how that's a fucking game plan and mixed martial arts. And I don't understand when the UFC is recruiting these guys, are they not watching any tape on these dudes? Because I imagine a lot of their fights had been pretty similar to this. I'm fucking tired of seeing that shit.
2: Yeah, after we saw Chase Hooper turn it around, I thought we were fucking over this shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like we saw Chase Hooper throw fucking three hundred fucking strikes and guess what? He won! Fucking what are you doing?
1: Dude. You all right, I, I, I thought it would have been over with after the mockery everyone on the internet made of uh what what was our boy the Gracie like two months oh, ago? Yeah. Uh Cron. Fucking...
2: Cron, yeah. Yeah, that was like, horrific. He
1: did that, and it was such an embarrassing performance. I don't understand how mixed martial artists are still doing that. And if you want to go to grappling tournaments, sure. There's a lot of big grappling tournaments. There's a big one in Philly you can go to. Plenty of them you can fucking make your name in. But M- the UFC, hell no. Horrendous game plan.
0: Yeah, I completely fucking agree. Um, and then finally, Felipe Lins versus Max Grisham. Mid-ass. You name a scissor fight.
1: <laughs> that's that, I mean, tough. that's Felipe Lins in a fucking yeah. dude in a nutshell. I
0: mean he had that sick knockout over OSP, so I thought maybe something would happen, but
1: no.
2: And now and now this time control grappling against defense counts. What the fuck? Yeah, this,
0: <laughs> not a great card for the UFC this week. I think we can agree.
2: Oh yeah, we didn't even touch on fucking the whole Jared Gordon bullshit.
0: Yeah, that's that's the other thing. You got me you got me uh pissed off. Before the, maybe that's why I went on a little bit of a fuck UFC rant because this yeah is- you were yeah. tuned up I was I th- Jeff got me going dude tell them this fucking story because I didn't I didn't hear this going into
2: yeah so as as we were talking about what last pod fucking I didn't even know the fight was canceled because it was so sudden I was like huh I wonder why yeah fucking well Ariel Hawani goes on Monday and says how it was pretty much in the pre fight interviews uh jared gordon was saying cuz we we're like how is this fight happening everyone's like how how he just got headbutted by bobby green he was out he took shots after he was he was headbutted he no way he should be fighting this soon and they asked him about it and he was like oh yeah i was concussed and uh i i kind of just he got healed right back from that and yeah i'm ready to go and sure enough they hook him out. So the UFC was just about to send a guy out there that, you guys obviously watch this fight because it's your promotion. No way you're not just no way you're just sending him out here after you watch that. And then only taking him out because he makes it be known? Imagine he didn't if he didn't say anything. And then after Dana White gets on his fucking Gets on the, uh, what you call it? Post fight interviews, and he talks about how Jared Gordon. I I don't even know the direct quote, but pretty much saying why is he accepting a fight if he's concussed? Why are you offering
0: him a fucking fight if he's concussed? They yeah, don't pay him <laughs> like enough. You... He needs to make some fucking money somehow. <laughs>
1: Seriously, well, I think we can all agree Dana's a grown ass fucking twelve year old. Yes. Yeah. He's a
0: child, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> like the, we don't make fights the night of, and he's made six fucking main events the night of.
1: Dude, and you know what? I didn't even really care about that part. That part bugged me. The part that more bugged me was after watching fucking Ankalaev and Jan fight was that he just publicly said it sucked. <laughs> like about yeah. his own promotion. Like I understand if you're being construct like it's constructive criticism. He was just like, Yeah, this fight sucked. And or he like, calls Damn. out
0: he calls out the fucking um that he calls out uh the judges like do something about it. <laughs> like uh, yeah. you, you
2: have the power.
0: You have the fucking power to figure something out. Like <laughs> you have the biggest promotion in this sport in the entire fucking you are world.
2: Literally the most influent- influential voice in.
0: Yeah, in this you sport. can make changes. If PFL is able to make fucking changes to the way things are done, they're not any bigger than you are at all. Like that's what pissed me off about Dana. He holds fucking grudges. He's a child and i hope he signs our podcast so i'm going to stop
1: well you know what shit, it is but... too What about about the story jeff is just telling too they would have to pay these guys more if they took shit like this seriously is why they won't yeah. do it because realistically after someone fights they should probably mandatory have to take 3 months off like no yeah, matter what they do it, it's actually like written oh it's a rule
2: I, yeah they they get suspended medically suspension uh, medical suspension yeah, that's medical a real suspension. thing they yeah. shouldn't even be but it's like it's like an unwritten rule because oh, nobody fucking like follows it.
1: Because yeah, you're, I are just about to say that. Yeah, you're
2: not even supposed to practice really. But these motherfuckers need the money.
1: It's yeah, it's that, that bad. That's what I was saying. This it, it's the whole thing. They need to be paid more for that rule to be enforced. Like shit, can't get, if, you can't get paid ten grand total to show and win a fight, and then fight six months later. Like you might as well work at Walmart at that point.
2: Yeah, shit. Exactly. If the fighters ever want to fucking start a union, that's a fucking great,
0: great starting point for an argument. I believe, um, I believe fucking Ke- Kevin Holland is on and, uh, Stephen Thompson are on suspension right now.
2: Yeah, but they're still. like tech, like still, like, it- it's all technical suspension. Yeah,
0: no, it's all technical suspension. But yeah, I mean, he doesn't fucking pay him enough. Um, I love that he sprinkles in a Joe Pfeiffer story every once in a while where, He'll buy the... yeah you he will like
2: love Joe Piper.
0: <laughs> no 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 you, like you know every once in a while he'll like I'm not saying this this isn't extremely nice and a, whatever but every once in a while he'll fucking uh have someone not go homeless just to like I feel like he just does it just to now now we're picking fucking gnats here but or nits or whatever but I just think it's <laughs> I, it seems like a play to just sprinkle in like oh I guess I'll fucking do this here so we'll get off my back about fighter pay let's. It's not. He's. He, yeah. He's got. He does some shady fucking shit.
1: Yeah, and I think the thing is, everyone gets starting to see through his bullshit. Yeah. He's not. A, he's not them. a really good bullshitter either.
0: No. Yeah. Well, he just like says he's very. He he's very emotional. Like like he uh he acts on emotion a lot. You can tell. Yeah. He's,
1: he's reactionary. I guess. you would Yeah. Say. He yes, just that's reacts, a better word for it. Like, yeah. He's
0: re- He's reactionary. He says with the fucking. I, I wonder what his PR person. Like like how the fuck does. <laughs> <boss. laughs>
1: How does this motherfucker constantly get off with fucking harassing all these poor reporters? Yeah, like every everyone else has to do that across every single sport in the fuck on the globe. How is he yeah. the only one who gets off treating these poor reporters like shit? Like they'll ask normal questions, like is John yeah. Jones going to be scheduled for November? What He's the like, how the fuck, you fuck Should I know?
0: How the fuck? I don't make fights. <laughs> a, I, know? I don't. I don't fuck it. not, I'm not the fucking president of the fucking UFC. I don't make of What we do here?
1: Oh, you know, I'm one of his what favorite. His favorites is next question. Next question. next question I'm like damn yeah
0: I with can... that fucking goofy fucking smile oh god he's so goofy oh
1: dude. <laughs> the fucking I know, you know the that I,
2: I can see that it right now in the next question and I heard yeah. the next it, question
1: thing. and his arms are it's always a, like this his arms are yeah always it's a fucking... clueless like uh, when you see like an 80 year old guy at yeah. Walmart just smiling yeah. at nothing yeah like they're just standing there smiling you're like what the fuck is he smiling at
0: stand like away next question
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: He does he's the Biden, Biden smile. He's like, Happy Friday, birthday. I'm fucking blacked out on, on fucking Howlerhead right now. Next fucking question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's a douche. He's yeah. a fucking douche.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's a successful douche though. So most of us uh, is uh, an envy.
1: And yes, the biggest step forward for the UFC would be like every other fucking professional sports league and starting a union.
0: Like, yeah, that would the problem,
1: be
0: the, the, the reason he's so frustrating is because he has unchecked power, so he just gets away with shit. Yeah no
1: no other... Other, no other
0: league has that at all. Yeah. So like maybe they do but I I mean they don't none of them have the an owner with the persona of or like a like the president of the league with a persona like Dana White. So therefore well, and... he's the one guy that needs checked power because like he just does shit that like can he I I if anyone was to run the fucking UFC into the ground as a logical suspect I could see him being the guy that, like...
1: But but that's all because of the union, though, because how many lockout yeah. seasons have we seen since we've been born?
0: Yeah, exactly. And like,
1: four. Like, they'll just, like... The NBA will be like, all right, fuck it, we won't play. MLB, fuck
0: I'm a, I'm a B too. NFL has... Yeah, a, oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah <clears throat> over, and they'll do it over fucking, like, percentage. Than... Like, just percentage <laughs> of money. <Yeah. laughs> like, like, 0.5% of fucking trying to get a 50-50 split.
0: The MLB players, oh, the, the ones, UFC
2: fighters are getting fucking what eight percent. The MLB it's lockout, which
0: which makes sense because it's for like the minor leaguers who get paid minimum wages. Yeah, are like, and then that one is like the MLB players get paid double what these UFC fighters get paid. These players, these <laughs> UFC fighters have to get second and third jobs, <laughs> and so like it's they must be looking at the MLB players just being like, fuck you guys, you guys. <laughs> like you guys are make, getting complaining about making minimum wage, or the NBA players, they probably look at it and they're like, "Fuck you!" But,
1: yeah, it's fucking insane. I mean, that's why you have to have a union for an athlete for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, all right. Well, we're probably gonna be blackballed from the UFC and not allowed to attend. Blackmail <laughs> their press. No black. Well, blackball blackmail. Oh, know
2: what the fuck blackball means? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's blackballed like, means you get not fucking, allowed,
0: not allowed in the UFC. Oh, same
2: shit, different toilet.
0: Yeah, Ar- Ariel Hawani. We're gonna get Ariel Hawani. They're gonna pull our. We we wish, dude. We wish we were like, dude. <laughs> right. I
1: wish so bad. Yeah, we're going to... <laughs> he would be right in the bullshit with us because he fucking yeah. hates Dana. He's like, he does. Number yeah, number one to guest have to on to Beg list. him for help. Yeah,
0: Ariel. No, um,
2: please save us.
0: Yeah, Ariel. Ariel hates UFC or Dana so much that it like, it's hard to hear him because he's too much. Like by, too biased towards the situation that sometimes you can just see him like goading fighters into like getting them to talk shit and then he just like talks talks it with them yeah because it's not like Dana is the worst but
1: well, someone's got to take on fucking Vince McMahon fucking Dana yeah. McMahon
0: <laughs> Dana McMahon all right so come out here you rapist so cold. <laughs> You're all telling right. me <laughs> leave them wanting more folks thank you all for listening we'll be back later in the week to preview this horrific UFC. 289 card i feel bad for the canadians on this one that being said our boy adam fuggett is fighting a fucking absolute killer in mike malott in the third fight on that card so i mean the third fight the third the fight before the co-main so that's pretty fucking big i hope adam gets some fucking i hope he uh i hope I, he oh, pulls man. it out even Me though though too. A this big is gonna Mike be Mallott such Mallott a good guy. fight. Mike Millot's a fucking I'm a big Mike Millot guy, too. But I, I
1: say I like both these guys a lot. Yeah,
0: I wish they didn't have to fight, honestly. <laughs> but dude, this yeah. is gonna be such a fucking banger. These guys are killers, and they're just gonna fucking stand there and beat the shit out of each other.
2: Yeah, didn't Mike Millot just fucking hammer hand some dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and yeah, he <laughs> fucking knocked the shit out of some guy. And Adam Fugate, we know you'll fucking just bite down the mouthpiece and go. These guys are gonna, it's gonna be like rock em sock em, robots. And then the Dan Ige versus fucking Nate Landwehr fight like that's one that could a co- that could be a co main on a fucking prelim dude I'd watch or a co main that doesn't even make main sense on a prelim co- co- I'm, I'm with you guys on that co main on a fight night prelim yeah co no co main on a fight night is what I meant but yeah, or yeah that's,
2: and I'm sitting here saying prelim too you got me yeah all I know we're all fucking we
0: need to the- end this fucking podcast all right thank you all for listening. <laughs> we'll be back later in the week thank you all again i'll say it for fucking eighth time and peace